Hello, and welcome to the River Audio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel His love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message. today in Ephesians chapter 6, if you have your Bibles and you want to look with me, and they may throw it up there on the screen for you. Uh, Ephesians 6, I want to read verses 10 through 13 today, and these are familiar verses. The Apostle Paul is uh, talking about spiritual warfare. He's talking about uh, standing, and that's really, if I gave this message a title today, I would simply call it Stand Strong. I believe that now more than ever before, especially in our nation right now, there's a need for believers in Jesus and Christians to really stand their ground. We're living in a culture right now that is really trying to demonize Christians and, and people that believe in Jesus. And so with all that's going on in our nation and all that's going on in our world today, I believe there's a tremendous need for the people of God to stand strong and to say, hey, I'm not going to be moved off of my faith. I'm not going to let people, uh, you know, make me feel stupid because I love Jesus and I trust in him. I'm going to live my faith out loud. I'm going to do it in love. I'm going to do it with wisdom, but I'm going to live my faith out loud, and I'm not going to back up off of God's word. I'm not going to back up off of his promises. I'm not going to back up off of his best for my life. Amen. And so I want to talk just for a few minutes today about this powerful thought, stand strong. And I want to read it from the Amplified Bible today. I really like the way this reads in the Amplified. Ephesians 6, 10, the apostle Paul says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him. And in the power of his boundless might, put on the full armor of God, for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier. I like that. His precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents but against the rulers, the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Stay with me just a couple more verses. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. And the first part of verse 14 says, so stand firm and hold your ground. I want to pray one more time today. I want you to believe with me that the Lord's going to speak to our heart. And uh, I believe, I say this all the time. I think I said it the last time I was here at the river. I believe that one word from God can change your life forever. And I believe that today, this is a life-changing word for everybody in this place and everybody who's watching online today. So agree with me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much, Lord, for your presence that is here in this place today. Lord, thank you for the river, for all of the awesome things that you're doing in this house 
house and through this house. Thank you that no one is here by accident today. No one is watching online by accident today. This is a divine appointment with your Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us in, a, in an uncommon, extraordinary way. I pray that your word that goes forth today would go forth in raw power, in raw glory, that it would change our hearts, that it would change our lives forever. I pray that none of us would leave this place the same way that we came in. Lord, there's a lot of craziness in our world today. There's a lot of craziness in our nation right now, but thank you that we're full of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Thank you that we've been empowered to stand strong and to keep on standing and to live our faith out loud for the glory and honor of Jesus. Lord, I bless your people today, and I thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders accompanying the teaching and the preaching of your word. Refresh us today. Restore us today. Renew us today as we are here in your presence. We declare our ears are open, our hearts are open. We're ready to receive all that you have for us. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening, and we give you all the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Takes a lot of wah-wah to preach the gospel, amen. Uh, I got to tell you, has anybody ever seen Castaway with Tom Hanks? Just lift your hand if you've seen it. And uh, I mean, I don't embarrass you if you haven't seen it, but y'all know in the end of the movie when the dude is carrying around a cup of ice and he's like, oh man, I just love this stuff. That has been me ever since I've been back from Kenya. I had zero ice for 16 days. I'm walking around like Tom Hanks with people are looking at me funny. I preached to the church the other night. I had a cup of ice on the second row. I was just sitting there eating it before I got up to preach. They're like, what is wrong with this guy? But I was like, you go Tom Hanks for 16 days in Kenya. You'll see what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. You know, seriously, uh, something that Pastor DJ and I have always talked about and, and, and Rose as well in our, you know, friendship for almost two decades, we're not people who like to give the devil more credit than he deserves. Say amen, everybody, because we all know people like that. Some people are blaming everything on the devil. You know, like they have a bad hair day. They're like, oh, the devil's attacking me. He's after me. And, uh, you know, I, you, you have a flat tire. I had two flat tires the other day. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is the devil. You know what I mean? There's two of them. Uh, you know, seriously, though, people are always blaming stuff on the devil. And I, I, I even told Micah, that's my wife, I said, I said, these flat tires are not the devil. I said, I, you know, I picked up a nail or a couple of nails or some screws or something. But I don't like to give the devil more credit than he deserves because I think that he receives that as praise sometimes when people are always giving him credit for stuff that doesn't have anything to do with him. But on, on you know, at the same time, I realize that the devil is a defeated foe, but he's still a foe. Amen. And the Bible says in the book of James, we need to submit ourselves to God, resist the devil and he will flee from us and so I'm somebody that you know I don't go around giving him more credit than I should but I recognize you know if I am under attack if I'm in the middle of a struggle if I'm in the middle of a fight I know where it's coming from because we just read together and many of you know this passage in Ephesians chapter 6 that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood we don't have any physical enemies amen your spouse is not your enemy come on somebody your neighbor is not your enemy praise the Lord I've been blessed with some great neighbors and I thank God because in the past I haven't always had great neighbors but uh I bought Pastor DJ and Rose's old house and the people around there 
they're wonderful. I give them credit for that, I guess. I don't know. But uh, no, seriously, you know, your enemy's not your neighbor that may be harassing you or has a dog that barks 24-7-365. We don't have any physical enemies today. We're wrestling against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, spiritual wickedness in high places. And so I want to challenge you today to realize that God, God has every single one of us right here, right now for such a time as this. Amen. God knew when you were going to be alive. He knew when you were going to walk the face of the earth. And he has brought every single one of us to the kingdom for such a time as this. Nobody here is an accident. You have been divinely placed, strategically placed by God, not just here at the river. Yes, you are. Let me tell you today, if you don't know it, let me just announce to you that you have been divinely placed at the river for such a time as this. But God has you where he has you in this life for such a time as this because there are people all around us that need Jesus in us. Amen. There are people all around us that need the love we have, the peace we have, the joy we have, the strength we have. And so I believe that it is so vitally important right now for believers in Jesus to stand strong. And like I said a few minutes ago, to not be intimidated by the culture that we live in, to not be intimidated by the spirit of this age. You know, for many, many years in our nation, uh, you know, America has been viewed as a Christian nation, and the vast majority of people have professed faith in Jesus. But in the times that we're living in right now, uh, you know, there's been a departure by a lot of people, not just from the church, but there's been a departure uh, from faith in Christ. And I believe that God wants to use you and God wants to use me to turn that thing around. Come on, somebody. God wants to use us to usher in a true heaven-sent revival in the United States of America. How many of you believe that today? I'm not talking about a man-made thing that's, that's a lot of hype or a lot of foolishness. I'm talking about another great awakening in America. I'm talking about a true heaven-sent revival uh, where people turn their hearts to Jesus by the millions and the millions. Amen. God wants to use all of us as his vessels and his instruments and his vehicles for his power to flow through, but we've got to make up our mind right now. I'm standing strong in my faith. I'm standing strong on the solid rock of Jesus. I'm standing strong on the promises of God. Like I said a few moments ago, I'm not going to be moved off of my faith. I'm not going to let the devil steal my faith. I'm not going to let people under the influence of the devil steal my faith. I'm going to stand on God's word. I'm going to stand on his promises and I'm going to stand strong by faith. I love what Paul said here. He said, after you've done everything, you stand. Amen. And I like, I like the way the Amplified Bible reads this because it says, when we put on the complete armor of God, we will be able to successfully resist and stand our ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands, we will stand firm in our place, fully prepared, immovable, and victorious. So stand firm and hold your ground. I think that one of the, one of the greatest tricks of the enemy is to get people to move off of God's word, to move off of God's promises because the devil knows. I mean, how, how many of y'all think about this? When Jesus, you know, the, the Bible says 
uh, in Luke that the devil came to Jesus and tried to tempt him in the wilderness, Jesus used the word of God as his weapon against the enemy. And that's that's what Paul says. If you read all of Ephesians chapter 6, Paul talks about all the armor uh, that God has given us. I, I've said here before, I think it was years ago at the river, I said there's too many spiritual streakers in the body of Christ. And uh, you're like, what in the world are you talking about, Pastor Son? I might be dangerous today, all right? I haven't slept a lot since I got back from Kenya. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. But no, seriously, I said there's too many spiritual streakers. All they're running around with is their helmet of salvation on, okay? That's what I'm talking about. But God has not just given us a helmet of salvation. He's given us a whole suit of armor. He says, put on the helmet of salvation. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put on the belt of truth. Put on the gospel shoes of peace. He said, above all else, take up the shield of faith so that you can quench the fiery darts of the enemy. And then it says, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. God's word is our offensive weapon today. Amen. We take the sword of the spirit and we slash the lives of the enemy to pieces. That's what Jesus did when he was in the wilderness. He used God's word as his offensive weapon against the enemy, and you and I must do the same today. That's why the devil is working overtime to move us off of God's word, to move us off of God's promises, because the Bible says all of God's exceeding great and precious promises are yes and amen. Let every man be a liar, but God be true. God is not a man that he can lie. He will do what he has said he will do. Amen. And so I want to challenge you today to drive down a stake on God's word, to drive down a stake on the promises of God and say, hey, I'm not going to be moved off of God's word. I'm not going to be moved off of God's promises. I'm going to believe by faith all that God is saying about me, all that God has promised to me, and I'm going to walk in victory because I'm standing my ground. You know, when you study it out in the, uh, and I know I'm talking fast, y'all, it's because I got a lot to say in just a little bit of time to say it in. Put on your Air Jordans and come fly with me today, okay? Uh, <laughs> I say every time I'm at the river, blessed are the short-winded, they'll surely be asked back again. And uh, I messed that up at the leadership banquet I spoke at. I was having so much fun, I went like 15 minutes longer. So we're gonna try to fix it today, okay? But I gotta talk fast to get through all this, all right? But uh, seriously, I want, you, I want you to think about this with me and really wrap your spirit around this today. When you and I drive down a stake on the word of the living God and we say, I'm not going to be moved off of this word. I'm not going to be moved off of this promise. We are positioning ourselves to receive the miraculous power of God in our lives. And uh, the Bible says, Ephesians chapter 3 says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly, far above, immeasurably more than all we could ask or think or imagine according to his power that at work in us. I don't know about you, friend. That's a promise that I want to stand on. The God that we serve is able to do far more than I could ask or think or imagine because his power is at work in my life. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down today? So believe that and stand on that. And when you study this out in Ephesians 6 in the Greek, it literally means when it says stand your ground and stand firm and hold your ground, it means don't give up a single inch to the enemy. I like that. Don't give up a single inch to the enemy. You know what God wants us to do? He wants us to draw a line in the sand and not say, devil, you better not cross this line. God wants us to draw a line in the sand and then charge into enemy held territory and uh, take over in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. Amen. You got to believe that today. Matthew Henry, who's an incredible 
a commentator. Matthew Henry's commentary is one of my favorites to read. He says this about Ephesians 6, 13. Are y'all still here? Wave at me if you're still here. If your neighbor goes to sleep, just give him the river elbow, okay, and wake him back up. Say, you need to hear what this dude's saying today. This is really powerful. Matthew Henry says this about Ephesians 6, 13. He said, what is our duty? It's to take and put on the whole armor of God and then to stand our ground and withstand our enemies. We must withstand. We must not yield to the devil's allurements. We must not yield to his assaults. We must oppose them. Satan is said to stand against us. If he stand up against us, we must stand against him. I like this. He says we must stand our ground, and having done all, to stand. We must resolve by God's grace not to yield to Satan. Resist him, and he will flee. If we distrust our cause, if we distrust our leader or our armor, we give the enemy an advantage. Can I say that again today? Isn't that power, it, powerful? If we distrust our cause or our leader, we're talking about Jesus, or our armor, we give the enemy an advantage. Our present business is to withstand the assaults of the devil and to stand it out. And then having done all that is incumbent on the good soldiers of Jesus Christ, our warfare will be accomplished and we shall stand victoriously. That's what I want to tell you today. There's an old song that, that, that I love that a choir from Mississippi sings. And uh, this changed my life when I heard this as a teenage boy. The song says, don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now, because you know in the end you're going to win. Come on, somebody. Did you hear what I just said? Don't wait till the battle's over. Go ahead and shout right now, because you know in the end you're going to win. And that's the good news that I brought you today at the river. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. In spite of what it may look like or in spite of what it may feel like in your life, or maybe you say, Pastor Ryan, a lot of stuff is going good, but I got a couple of areas. Come on, does anybody besides me have a couple of areas where you need God to intervene and you need some, do I have any real folk at 300 Main Street in Park Hills, Missouri? Glory to God. Look, I got a couple of areas where I need God to intervene, but you know what? I'm not moved by what it looks like or what it feels like. I'm not moved uh, you know, by the appearance of things in the natural realm because I know in whom I have believed. That's what Paul the Apostle said. He said, I know in whom I have believed. And I, I know that you and I can say the same things. We know in whom we have believed. We trust Jesus. He's our leader. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's never failed us. And he's not about to start right now. So I want to challenge you today. Don't wait until the battle's over. Shout right now. Give God glory right now. Praise God right now because you know in the end you're going to win. It doesn't matter what it looks like or feels like God says in all these things we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ so I want to challenge you to believe that today Paul the apostle said to Timothy fight the good fight of faith how many of y'all know the Christian life is not a playground it's a battleground the Christian life is not a playground. It's a battleground. Paul told Timothy in another place, he said, Timothy, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Fight the good fight of faith. Paul said, uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. 
They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down of imaginations, and every high thing that would dare exalt itself against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive and bringing it into the obedience of Christ Jesus. And I said many years ago when I was preaching at the river one time, and this is not in my notes, but the Lord just brought this to my mind, and I feel led to say this to you today. You and I will never outgrow warfare. We just got to learn how to fight. You're never going to get to the place that you're, I'm so spiritual. I'm so anointed. I've been a Christian so long. I just don't have, I don't, I'll never have any struggle anymore. I'll never have any fight anymore. No, listen, friend, we will never outgrow warfare. We just got to learn how to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. And don't, I know some of you are like, Pastor Ryan, you don't live in my house. You don't know everything I'm going through. You don't know what I'm dealing with. That's all right. Uh, you know, the struggle is real, Pastor Sutton, okay? Listen, I know the struggle is real today, but I tell people all the time, especially at the Grace Center, I say struggle is merely the proof that you have not been conquered. Amen. It's a good thing. If you're struggling in some area, just let, you know, let the grace of God empower you to keep moving forward by faith uh, because your destiny is to walk in victory. Amen. When I was, when I was blessed to speak um, to the leadership team about a month ago, I talked about uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, and 58, and it says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you. I'm glad today that uh, my, my victory and your victory is not dependent on me and you and all the stuff that we've done. It's dependent on Jesus and what he did over 2,000 years ago. And when you receive that revelation and you walk that out, uh, it's very liberating. It doesn't say thanks be to yourself who gives you the victory whenever you're getting it right and reading enough and praying enough and serving enough. That's not what it says, y'all. It says thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are victorious today through Jesus. The Bible says in Revelation 12, 11, that they overcame the devil and all the powers of darkness by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, amen, and they love not their lives unto the death. You and I are overcomers today. You and I are more than conquerors today. All this stuff that we've got to deal with in this life, Paul said in Romans 8, 28, it's all working together for our good anyway because we love God and we're the called according to his purpose. Somebody help me. I came to the river to preach today, all right? God is working it together for our good. So don't be discouraged today if you're struggling in some area. Struggle is the proof that you have not been conquered. Glory to God. What are you supposed to do? Stand strong. Stand your ground. Believe the promise of God. I'm victorious through Jesus. The Bible says in another place, Paul said, blessed be God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. You're a winner in Jesus today. You're victorious through Jesus today. You are more than a conqueror through his finished work on the cross. I also want to say this today, and I got to hurry. Are y'all still here? Wait, baby, you're still here. You're still with me? All right, all right, baby, we're doing good. God loves weary warriors. You know, sometimes when we, you know, well, I won't say sometimes, a lot of times when we come to church, you know, we want everybody to think we got it going on. You know what I mean? We want everybody to think we got it together. We always put our best foot forward. And it's not just at church. It's on our job. It's in other situations. You know, in America, it cracks me up. We always ask people, like, how's it going? And uh, we just expect people to be like, I'm doing great, you know? If anybody's like, well, you know, I just spent $360 at the vet for my wife's dog who's been sick for the last two weeks. You know what I mean? We're like, whoa, bro, I'm not... I'm not trying to find out, you know, I was just expecting you to say, I'm great, man, you know, I'm doing good, praise God, God's good, you know what I mean? 
That's kind of, you know, that's that's socially acceptable in our nation. That's, you know, that's how we are. We're, you know, we always put our best foot forward. We don't want people to think that we're struggling. We don't want people to think that we're weary or we're tired. But I want to say to you today, I don't know who's here, but I know somebody needs to hear this today. God loves weary warriors. If you've been fighting the good fight of faith, if you've been enduring hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, if you've been standing strong and standing your ground, but you say, Pastor Ryan, I got to be real, man. I got to be honest. I feel tired in some areas. I feel weary in some areas. I brought you good news. God loves weary warriors. And uh, Jesus said in John 16, 30, in this life you will have tribulations you'll have some troubles you'll have some trials but he said be of good cheer because I have overcome the world and uh, if you feel weary maybe you feel physically weary maybe you feel spiritually weary maybe you feel mentally or emotionally weary today I've come to tell you you're in the right place at the right time in this service today at the river God is going to refresh you by his power renew your joy restore you today do you believe that you need to believe that today he's able today to do far more than we can ask or think or imagine. He wants to refresh you by his power. The Bible says in Isaiah 40 that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like an eagle. They'll run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. If you're a weary warrior today, God wants you to know that he's with you and he's for you and he's going to refresh you by his power. Now I got to I got to bring this thing in for a crash landing real quick and they may put this up on the screen. Man, I, lo I love that background. Y'all did good. God bless your ministry. All right, thank you. Uh, I, I want to talk to you today about four effective weapons for victory. And I mean, of course, there's a lot more. We could talk about 4,000 effective weapons for victory. We don't have time to do that this morning. But I want to talk to you today about four effective weapons for victory. And before I jump into those, I want to say this. You and I will never win a spiritual battle logically. We always try, you know, honestly, I mean, I think the enemy works hard to try to get us to, to win spiritual battles logically. It'll never happen, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. You and I will never win a spiritual battle logically. I said, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God. Amen. You will never win a spiritual battle through your own strength or wisdom. And isn't that a trick of the enemy? He tries to get us to win spiritual battles through our own strength and through our own wisdom. You will never win a spiritual battle through your own strength or wisdom. The Bible says in Zechariah 4, 6, God said, it is not by might, it is not by power, it is by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And I want to remind you that today. So don't depend uh, on the arm of the flesh to only accomplish what the Holy Spirit can accomplish. Don't try to make it happen in your own strength or your own wisdom. God says it's not by human might. It's not by human power. It's not by the slight of any human hands. It's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Four effective weapons for victory. Number one, you must know and speak the word of God. We've been talking about that all morning. God's word is our offensive weapon. Use the sword of the spirit as your offensive weapon against the enemy. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You want to use an effective weapon for victory? No. Know and speak the word of God. We're just breezing through these quickly, all right, honey? Number two, your conversations should reflect the mindset of a conqueror. 
Man, I wish I had another hour and a half to preach. Glory to God. Your conversations and my conversations should reflect the mindset of a conqueror. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What are you believing about God today? What are you believing about you today? Because I'm here to tell you, what you believe about God and what you believe about yourself are two of the most important things in your life. When you believe wrong things about God, it affects everything else about your world. But when you believe right things about God, when you say, Lord, thank you. I know you're not a legalistic judge. I know you're not up there, you know, with a Louisville slugger baseball bat for a scepter looking to clock people upside the head when they make mistakes. Lord, I know that you're my loving heavenly father. You love me. I've received the spirit of adoption whereby I cry, Abba, Father, you delight in me. I'm the apple of your eye. Amen. You got to know that today. That's how God feels about you. So when you believe right things about God, it enables you to believe right things about yourself. I've said for many years, and listen, I know this from personal experience. I'm not telling you something I don't know today. There's only two opinions that matter, God's opinion of you and your opinion of you. Do you want people to like you? Of course you do. I mean, I, there are some people that are so ignorant, sometimes I wonder, do you just want people to hate you? You know what I mean? Do you just want people not to like you? What's your problem, man? No, most people, you know what I'm saying? Most people with even half of a brain, they want people to like them. We want people to like us, but you know what? At the end of the day, uh, I say all the time, you don't need everybody to like you. You just need the right people to like you, amen? And uh, if you got some haters, don't trip about that. We've all got some haters. You're nobody until somebody hates you, praise the Lord. But uh, what you have to know today is this, it's not about whatever everybody else is saying about you. It's not, you know, maybe you were in a situation where your home life wasn't good growing up. Maybe, uh, you know, your parents had hurt and pain in their life, and so they spoke death over you. They spoke negativity over you. They spoke doubt and unbelief over you. Maybe you were raised in a home where people said, you're never going to amount to anything. You're not good for anything. You're not smart. You're this, you're that, you're whatever. Listen, you got to find your identity in the word of the living God. Come on, somebody. You got to find the real you in the word of God today. Day. I don't I, I don't know everybody that's here. I don't know where you're coming from. But if people have spoken death over you, come on, death and life's in the power of the tongue. If people have spoken negativity over you, if they've spoken doubt and unbelief over you, you need to say, hey, I'm not believing any of that. I'm letting them go and I'm letting all that go and I'm finding the real definition of myself in God and in his word and I'm believing what he's saying about my life and uh, I'm going to believe what he's saying and I'm going to say the same thing. Amen. Our conversations should reflect the mindset of a conqueror. The Bible says as a man or woman thinks in their heart, so are they. So it's important that you believe the right stuff about God and it's important that you're believing the right stuff about you that you're more than a conqueror, amen? amen? Don't speak death over yourself. Speak life. Speak life over your children. <clears throat> speak life over your grandchildren. Speak life over your job. Speak life over your family, amen? Our conversation should reflect the mindset of a conqueror. Number three, I told you we're just breezing through these. Don't be nervous. We're getting ready to close. You must take your authority in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, call me an old-time 40-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Woo, 40. Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, it's cool. I still feel like I'm 38. You know what I mean? I just pray my strength in the Lord. No, seriously, uh, I, love, I, I used to run with some old-time saints, and they would say all the time, there's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. I believe that today. The Bible says in uh, Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. 
The Bible says in Philippians 2 that God has highly exalted Jesus and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess in heaven, earth, and even things under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One of my favorite passages in the Bible is Mark chapter 16. Jesus said, in my name, uh, you know, these signs shall follow them that believe. How many believers do I have at the river today? Amen. These signs shall follow. Pray for this side, okay? Y'all are getting it over here. All right, God no, seriously, I'm just kidding. Uh, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, Jesus said. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. Uh, they'll eat or drink any deadly thing. It won't harm them. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. There is power in the name of Jesus. And you and I, we've been given the blessing and the privilege of, of you know, using the name of Jesus. We have power of attorney today, amen? I remember when my grandmother, she's in heaven now, but a few years ago, uh, she gave my dad power of attorney. I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? Maybe you should give me power of attorney, Grandma. Praise God. No. Uh, she gave my dad power of attorney, which means he had, it meant that he had the legal right to do business in her name. You and I have been blessed today because we've been given the legal right to do business in the name of Jesus. God's given us power of attorney today. So take that authority and use the authority of the name of Jesus. And listen, I got to stop today, but I just want to say this. <clears throat> I tell people all the time, people, I was like, well, let the pastor do it. Let his team do it. Let the leadership do it. You know what I mean? The Bible doesn't say these signs shall follow apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. It says these signs shall follow them that believe. I'm going to say again, how many believers do I have at the river today, okay? These signs shall follow them that believe. If you're a believer today, signs and wonders are for the believer, Believe God today. Believe his word today. Believe his promises today. And believe that God wants to demonstrate his miraculous power through your life. You know, Pastor DJ and I talk about a lot. Some of the greatest miracles that we've ever seen have, have been miracles that we've seen together when we prayed over people together. And uh, things that I'll never forget. Man, I remember one time when the river was over off Dick's Avenue. Come on, that was the tribulation period. Glory to God. We're in the promised land now. Thank you, Jesus, all right? But uh, no, seriously, we were at Dick's Avenue. Uh, revival broke out. We were just supposed to go a couple of nights, and we kept continuing it. And uh, <clears throat> this woman came in. She was in a wheelchair. She had braces on her legs and uh, had her leg propped up. They wheeled her in. She looked so defeated and discouraged. And uh, DJ and I looked at each other and we said, man, tonight, God's going to give her a miracle. And uh, we didn't even know what was wrong with her. Her body was eaten up with cancer. They said she was going to die and not live. And a uh, long story longer, praise the Lord, we laid hands on her and uh, in Jesus' name commanded her to be healed. She got up out of that wheelchair. She started hobbling a little bit. Then she started walking. Then she popped the braces off and uh, was jogging around the sanctuary. I was like, Lord, have mercy. What in the world? And then she put the braces in her wheelchair and pushed the wheelchair out of the river that night. Somebody say amen. I saw her years later. She was still healed, walking into Walmart with her granddaughter, totally healed by the power of God. Why? These signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. In my name. I was just preaching down south a, a, a few months ago and uh, this lady, I was praying for, for prayer cloths that day. 
And don't be nervous. This is the first and last closing right here, okay? There's not 18 doors on this message. There's one, and we're going to go through it right now. But I want to say this. Somebody needs to hear this today. I, 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 you know, I've never done anything like this. It was weird, Rose. I thought, Lord, this is crazy. I've never done anything like this. But I was praying over prayer clause, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, tell people that if they have stuff that they want you to pray over, they don't have to take a prayer cloth. You can anoint some item that they have if they want to send it to a loved one that's not here. So I tell everybody that. This beautiful little grandma comes walking down, tears streaming down her face. She's holding a, a package of Pampers wet wipes. I know a lot about those right now. Come on, somebody. I got a two-year-old and a one-year-old in my house. I'm like, I know what those are. Glory to God. She's, she's crying. She says, Pastor, my grandson was just born deaf. She said, they've run all kinds of tests. They said he can't hear and he'll never be able to hear. They told my daughter to start taking sign language classes so that she can teach my grandson sign language. She said, I heard what you said about bringing something to anoint. And she said, I'm not saying that I shouldn't take one of your claws, but I wondered, would you anoint these wet wipes? I'm going to send them to my daughter, and I believe that when she uses them on my grandson, God's going to give him a miracle. I said, I believe that with you, Grandma. I said, Jesus said, in my name, you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I said, it doesn't matter that your grandson's not here. God is not limited by time, nor is he limited by space. Somebody say amen today. Long story longer, we anointed those wet wipes with oil, prayed over them. I was back at that church months later. This was just not even that long ago. That grandma was there. She was too scared to get up herself. I sat there and cried like my two-year-old. Come on, somebody. Because the pastor got up and said, Pastor Ryan, I don't know if you remember this woman, but she said, you were here months ago. We anointed those, prayer, those wet wipes and prayed over them. She said, she just showed up here today because she heard you were going to be here, and she wanted you to know. She sent those to her daughter. She used them on her grandson. The daughter took the little boy back to the doctor, said, check my son's hearing again. They said, we've already done that many times. Your son is deaf. She said, I want you to check again. They checked again. They came out and said, we don't know what happened. Your son can hear just fine. Take him home. We don't need to see him anymore. In my name. Come on, somebody. So I want to challenge you that, yeah, when you've got a need in your life, Pastor DJ and Rose, Pastor DJ and Pastor Rose are two people you want to lay hands on you and pray for you. But I want to tell you today, you are anointed, amen, with the same anointing that was on Jesus. you got the same Holy Ghost, amen, operating in your life. And if you're a believer in Jesus, signs and wonders are for the believer. And you need to take the authority that God has given you in in the name of Jesus and let healing flow through you and deliverance flow through you and blessing flow through you. Somebody say amen today. Finally, <laughs> finally, my brethren, all right, listen, you and I must in faith clothe ourselves with spiritual armor in prayer. Ephesians 6.13, we made a full circle right here. We started with Ephesians 6.13. We're closing with Ephesians 6.13. The, the, the guys that taught my preaching class in Bible college would be proud of me. Come on, somebody. We made a full circle right here. Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. I want to challenge you today. You, like I said, there's so many things we could talk about, effective weapons for victory, but this is what God gave me for you and me today. We must know and speak the word of God. Our conversation should reflect the mindset 
of a conqueror. We must take our authority in the name of Jesus and we must, in prayer, clothe ourselves with spiritual armor. God's given us a whole suit of armor. A million preachers have said it. I'm going to be a million and one today. Notice God didn't give us anything for our back because God doesn't ever want us to retreat. Come on, somebody. God never sounds the retreat alarm in his army, okay? You are victorious today. You're more than a conqueror. God wants you and I to be steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord because our labor in him is not in vain. I want you to stand with me all over this room. And uh, I want to pray a simple prayer. And you know what? Then I'm going to open this altar up today. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor Ryan, I've been struggling in some areas. I've been battling some discouragement. I've been fighting some stuff. And uh, I, I, I want to come and I want you and others to agree with me today because I need victory to be manifested in my life. Maybe you're here today and uh, you need a touch physically. We prayed for Monk a minute ago. Uh, maybe you're here today and you've got pain in your body or somebody that you love has pain and you want to come and believe for them to be healed. I'm talking to you today. And uh, maybe you're here and you say, Pastor Ryan, I've been walking through a dry season spiritually. I need God to refresh my life. I need him to revive my heart. I need him to touch me today in a special way. I'm talking to you, friend. If you need anything from the Lord today, I'm going to say again, you're in the right place Amen. at the right time. It's your day for a miracle. Amen. I believe that it's your time for a miracle today because Jesus is the greatest one. Amen. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. He loves you today and he wants to touch you by his power. I want you to pray with me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for every person in this place today, Lord. Thank you that no one is here by accident. Lord, those who are watching, they're not watching by accident today. This is a divine appointment with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that you are multiplying grace, mercy, and peace to us right now. I thank you that there is a greater grace coming on all of us to stand strong and to stand our ground. Lord, I thank you that we're not even going to get up an inch to the enemy, but we're going to stand our ground and stand strong. And I thank you today that we're going to know and speak your word, Lord. It's an effective weapon for victory. I thank you that starting today, our conversations are going to reflect the mindset of a conqueror. I thank you that we're going to take our authority in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you that we're going to clothe ourselves in prayer with the spiritual armor that you provided for us. Lord, I bless every person under the sound of my voice today. There may be some who have to slip out. And Lord, I just pray right now your blessings on every person in this place and every person watching online. I thank you for the release of your supernatural miracle working power. I thank you, Lord, that for those who come into this altar today, this is a day of breakthrough. This is a day of victory. This is a day of miracles. I thank you today, oh God, that this is a day of refreshing and revival. I thank you today, oh God, that this is a day that we're discovering who we are in you. And I pray that all of us would walk outside the doors of the river today knowing that you want to use us as vessels and channels for your healing and your victory and your love to flow through. Lord, make us vessels of honor and use us this week for your glory. Lord, use us this week to be a blessing to those that we come in contact with. We love you today. We trust you today. And we call all of these things done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons are an encouragement to your life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook and Instagram at The River.